Welcome to the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas. Joined the studio today by Craig Burley and Stevie Nicker. We'll kick things off in Spain. Athletic Club taking on Barcelona in the quarterfinals of the Copa del Rey. And what a match this would turn out to be. Athletic Club would open the scoring after just 37 seconds. However, we would see a response from Barcelona. A really lucky goal from Lewandowski would make it 1-1. And then a piece of brilliance from Lamine Yamal would make it 2-1. But just after the break, Barcelona concede early once again. Sunset, they're making it 2-2. Lamine Yamal with a couple of great chances then to see Barca through to the next round. Couldn't convert either of them. So we go to extra time where the Williams brothers stepped up. Iñaki first and then Nico giving Athletic Club a 4-2 victory to see them through to the semi-finals. Barcelona out. Calling that game, of course, for us was uh, Luis Garcia, who joins us now. Uh, Luis, a brilliant cup tie. The celebrations will go long into the night, of course, in Bilbao and overall deserved. Very well deserved, to be honest, and fantastic uh, uh, managing. Uh, I think that Ernesto uh, Alberto once again proved that he's a brilliant, brilliant manager. The way that uh, Bilbao approached the game from the first minute with that intensity, with that high pressure, uh, at some points during the game, knowing that it's impossible to, to continue doing the same during 90 minutes, you start dropping and uh, understanding that the game it was to be played into the middle with the pressure that he wanted to do. They know that against Barcelona, they're always going to have chances because Barcelona during the whole season, we've been talking through in, in the show, uh, that they are vulnerable. They concede so many chances. They concede many goals. And even though that Barcelona went ahead uh, on a 2-1 uh, score, they knew they would have chances, and that's the way that they played. I think that they will deserve to go through to the semi-final because of the intensity, because of the desire, because in the end, they were they, they, they had more fresh legs. The players look more sharp. Barcelona and Chavis didn't manage to, to get into the extra time with, with a way or, or an intention of scoring a goal. It looked like they wanted more the penalties than Atletico de Bilbao. And of course, Athletic Club playing at home with those amazing supports that they have. You could hear and, and see the atmosphere they create. Well deserved, and we are going to enjoy in the semifinals. Uh, at halftime, we were saying, look, you know, hats off to Barcelona. You can see that early under all the pressure and criticism that you've received of late. You come back and make it 2-1. But like we saw at the weekend against Real Betis, as Luis says, they give teams opportunities and Athletic Club took theirs. Absolutely, and we, we thought before the game, Stevie and I, it was going to be a tough yeah. night for Barcelona. It looked like they were going to dig themselves out that early hole, but they're so vulnerable. And, and I suppose if you're Xavi now, there'll be more questions about this result, particularly off the back of you know, the positive result in, against Betis. You think going in here, difficult night away mm. from home against a good side who've been in really good form. But once again, you, you know, the amount of goals that you're losing... And, if he's going to spin it, I mean, he might say, well, look, look at the kids that I'm playing. And, yes. and as Luis said in the commentary, the young boys that come, the young boy that come on at left back, did, Hector Fort did brilliant. He did brilliant. And then the young boy comes on at centre-half again. But he has got some experienced players on the bench that he's chosen not to bring in for these youngsters. So it kind of mitigates it a little bit. I mean, you can only... He's got Lamine Mal in there as well. So he is playing a lot of kids. So I don't know if he's doing that because... He's want to use it as a sort of gateway to saying, look, this is the future, or whether he's just doing it because he thinks they're better than what he's got, because you've got Sergio Roberto on the bench, but I think Joe Cancela was on there as well, and you're asking a lot of these kids, and Athletic Club deserved it. They're a threat at home. We mentioned it earlier, they've lost one game uh, recently at the weekend, and they hadn't lost since October. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's a stretch. Yes. 
right? You're not a bad side when you're doing that. And it was always going to be a tough night for Barcelona, and it turns out they were just not good enough. How much of those injuries cushion the criticism that Xavi will get? As Craig said, you know, they ended the end of the pitch with a number of teenagers. They did put up a great fight in this mm -hmm. tie against tough opponents in a tough stadium. Oh, if you're, if you're Xavi, you absolutely, that's your crutch. You're leaning on injuries and kids because you don't have anything else to lean on. You know, you see these two sides, we, we spoke about it before the game. You've got one team that knows what it's all about. It's very consistent. It's very organised. Doesn't quite have the individual talent on paper, certainly as the Barcelona side, but you know exactly what you're going to get mm. from the first to the last minute. The, the opposite side of the coin, this Barcelona side, is on paper you've got talent, but you're relying on it too much. Talent will get you a goal here and there, just like the second goal from Lamine Yamal. That's, that's just talent. He does that on his own. Yeah. Whereas the opposition are playing as a unit and playing as a team. And Barcelona can't keep on playing as individuals, basically, and relying on somebody who has a little bit more talent than the opposition to either get a point or win the game for them. But if he sold this season on, I'll get you a trophy. Yes. Which yeah. I think he's been... Well, that's right. it. Champions League's not going to win. La Liga is well, not going to win. It would be a hard stretch to find a way for them getting anywhere close to the Champions League. Never even mind getting through a two-legged affair yeah. against Napoli, who are not having the greatest of seasons, by the way. But, but you don't have to be to beat this current Barcelona side and, and its current guys. And then, can anybody find a pathway to get back in the title race in Spain, playing the way that they're playing? Mm. So this is, a, this is a real bad night for them in terms of this was the trophy that was going to be the easiest on paper for them to win, bearing in mind the circumstances and the other competitions. And we know how big this game was for Barcelona, given what's been going on, Luis. Yet 37 seconds in, they find themselves 1-0 down. And it's not the first time that uh, we watched so many games during the season uh, with Barcelona conceding early goals. I'm not sure if it's because of the lack of, uh, of focus in the beginning or the way that they approach the game. They need to change. And they, but when you go, and I can tell you, uh, personally, when you go to uh, San Mames, you know that the first 15 minutes, they're going to crush on you. They're going to bring so many players. They're going to bring so much intensity because the people, the atmosphere they create, they just push you. So you need to be ready for that. And if you need for those 15 minutes to maybe, you know what, grab the ball and maybe get a couple of long balls. Let's try to find Lewandowski, hold the ball and bring the ball there. Let's cool down the atmosphere here. Let's cool down the intensity. And then from now on, they're dominated. So you know that you're going to have and uh, find out. So start like this, because definitely Barcelona needs to stop uh, conceding goals early on the game, because then you have to come back. Then you have to bring an extra. And when you're playing with young kids, you cannot rely on them, because at the end, the lack of experience of different moments is going to uh, pay them. And then you need to bring... Cancelo is not there. He's a player who needs to bring something extra. Gabi, that is one of the youngest, but brings that leadership, is not there. So at the end, you're relying on the two, three kids that they play how long? For six months, they play three games. And that's something that, of course, you're not going to get anything from it. So I think the Barcelona needs to continue changing and start from being stronger and solid at the back. That's how you win a trophy. You can win games with the talent, but you win a trophy with a good and solid defence. It's, it's the third earliest goal they've conceded this season. 17 seconds against Granada, 18 seconds against Alaves. Oh, the Granada was the Brian Zaragoza one, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's... Is that down to the coach? I don't, I don't think that's... I personally don't think that's down to the coach. Right. I think that's... If you, if you go out there as 
And by the way, the youngsters weren't playing in these games no. at the back. It was the experienced yes. back line. Yeah. So when you go out there, and I think the Granada game was, was rare, it was Gundogan gave the ball away. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the experienced guys making mistakes. Now, there was youngsters in tonight, there was youngsters in uh, against Betis at the weekend where they were successful in the end when they came back with a, with a wonderful finish. But when you're an experienced player and you go out in the field, you make sure everybody's switched on. You just, it, it's, just, it's just part of the job, right? right? You go around everybody in the, in the dressing room and when you got on the field, you just, we've all lost an early goal, but if it's happening as often as it is, it's a problem. You've got to make sure you're switched on, everybody's doing the job early on, and you bed yourself into the game. Yeah. Don't go 1 0 down, then you're chasing it. Definitely. At this stage, it's definitely the players. Right. Because as a coach, when you keep losing early goals, you make a point of almost the last thing you say is don't look, concede early. Don't concede <laughs> it. Like, and it's not that, it's do your job. Do, do this, do that, make sure you do that. And again, you're leaning on the older players to, to talk to the younger players. So at this stage of the season, when you're still doing it, this 100% is on the players. And once again, Robert Lewandowski has taken off when you need a goal, as he was against Real Betis. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know where... I'd... It's tough because you get, you get... Technically, he got a goal. Yes. I mean, it was lucky. But it's, it's on him, he sticks his leg out. He, he plays a good ball through actually for uh, Lamine Mal, who should have scored in the second half. So it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I, I think we're going to see this more and more. Right. But as we get into the hour plus mark with Lewandowski, if he's not got a goal or two and they are struggling or the game's tight, he's going to bring these fresher, younger, quicker players on. I think that looks like to me that's something that Lewandowski's going to just be able to have to handle or not whatever the case may be. Uh, if you're the coach, how do you handle Lamine Lamar? Because he'll be gutted, won't he? No, you say you pat him in the back and say, hey, next time, you know, maybe get your, maybe get your other foot closer to the ball, maybe right. do this. You, no, you don't. There's, there's, there's no sort of criticism whatsoever no. for the kid of 16 who's producing what he is. Absolutely zero. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Luis, just try and put into context how big a night this is going to be in Bilbao. Oh, good one. I can tell you that. I'm, I'm sure the <laughs> restaurant is going to open again because that, that's the way they celebrate. I mean, you don't get into the uh, Copa del Rey semifinals every single year. And this is uh, one of the king of cups. Uh, they go many uh, trophies into the stands. It's a, it's a city that they celebrate the daily football. And, uh, well, you could see the atmosphere. No one was leaving the, the stadium until the last minute. They celebrated with the, the players into the field. And I'm sure that they were celebrated out of the field. So, yeah, it's a good night to be in Bilbao. I've got visions of chefs been dragged out of their bed now. <laughs> I get, I've just, got visions of nobody going to work tomorrow morning. They've just like washed all the pots and pans and done the jobs and like they've gone done done the bar for a beer yes. and the owner's gone like yep, <laughs> yep. Oh, get back, there's money to be made, we're celebrating. <laughs> no, uh, how many lives has Chavi got left, Luis, do you think? Two. Still two trophies, <laughs> so I guess the, the, the two life. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, there are more to be. To be honest, we talk we talk about a lot about it, and yeah, it's gonna be difficult to to Chavi to handle the rest of the season. Uh, Luis, thanks for your help today. Much appreciated. Just a reminder, La Liga then is back this weekend. Some interesting ties for you. Barcelona at home for the first time. What feels like a long time 
at Montjuic as they'll be looking to bounce back after their defeat. They take on Villarreal. Uh, meanwhile, we also see Las Palmas against Real Madrid. Jude Bellingham suspended for that game. And then the late match on Sunday is Atleti against Valencia. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Chelsea will face Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final in February as the Reds beat Fulham by three goals to two across the two legs. It was 2-1 going into the game at Craven Cottage. It finished 1-1 on the night. Nate Manua called up with Jurgen Klopp after the game. So Jurgen, congratulations. The Wembley beckons. What did you make of your team's performance? It felt in the first half there was a lot of vertical play stretching the game in behind. From you to especially for the goal, but maybe some of the control left, lost a little bit in the second half. Would you say that's fair? Hmm. I like the first half an hour a lot, the mix-up, yes, with the line full in place, with the way they press, it makes sense that we, that we play from time to time in behind, <laughs> would be dumb if not, um, so we scored a goal from there, I, I cannot remember too many balls, but maybe there were a few too many, I don't know, um, but I like the first half an hour a lot, so then the game opened up a little bit, our foot slipped a little bit off the gas and then all of a sudden they became a bit more aggressive and it was more an open game, that they come out of the, for the second half and go for it was completely clear, sorry, was completely clear, um, but um, we then controlled it again and we should have scored. I think we all agree, if it's a counter-attack or whatever, we should have. But of course, it's an intense game, it's their stadium, it's a, it's a tough um, game and um, a proper proper atmosphere. So, we should have put the, bet, the game to bed, we didn't, door open, they went halfway through, they scored a goal with a wonderful situation from, uh, um, from Harry uh, Wilson. <laughs> so, we did really well there. Um, but then we were calm again and uh, the minutes... Um, um, went down and everything is fine. Look, it's cup. We didn't expect to come here and 
winning the first leg 2-1 and just easy going comes through somehow. I'm overly happy that we had to fight for it. That makes it even more special, so all good. Absolutely. And when it became time to fight, especially in those late minutes, bringing on somebody like Clark, only an 18, year, 18 years old, this was, must have made you supremely proud. Oh, these boys, they grow in the moment. Eh? They grow. I, sometimes I walk behind them and think, did he grow since yesterday? So it's like crazy. It's, it's so good that we can give them these experiences. Um, Bobby is now really in men's football. He's a wonderful, wonderful, skilled player, kid, and uh, dad was a professional, so he's a really technically good player. But do play with uh, adults. You have to um, put all the physical stuff in as well, and he's learning that at the moment, really, and I like a lot what he's doing. When we have others on the bench there, we didn't even use them. Um, today, they're really good as well. So it's an all-around top experience for us. We can't. Um, it's uh, oh no, we, we, we know what we, we are really looking forward to Wembley. It's great for our people, it's great for this team. Um, we said this is a Liverpool 2.0, so when you want to start to go to finals, best in the first year, so all good. Well, thank you very much and good luck in the final. Thank you very much. Great to see you, sir. Uh, Nadem joins us now from Craven Cottage. Come out to midnight, Nadem. What a treat for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about this at half time, we talked about it while watching the game together. It just took Fulham too long to get going in this game, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely it did. And I think I've, I've watched quite a few games of Fulham recently and I've seen the upside of them. I've seen them be able to take the ball under pressure and make good passes. But for probably the first 20, 30 minutes, it almost felt like they were nervous. There were so many little errors, like passes going in the wrong place, movements that were wrong. It seemed like the moment was almost a little bit too big for them. And I think Marco Silva, after the game, spoke about that. He said his team was just that little bit too emotional. And when you allow a side like Liverpool to get into their stride, to be able to move the ball the way that they were doing, you know, to be one a lot, for Liverpool to just be one a lot, it could have potentially been more. It felt like this was going to be a bad showing from Fulham, and I think the crowd could sense it as well. There was a lot of frustration. I thought maybe if they'd go 1-0 down, the crowd would get right behind them because, you know, they're still the underdog, but now the mount is that bit higher, but what a journey that could be. But instead, there were grumbles. There were so many turnovers, so many little mistakes. Players who weren't playing to their usual abilities, and that's thing, their usual abilities. They need to be playing possibly above that to get themselves a chance of winning this game. But when they're below it, it's as if nothing was going good for them. But in the end, as, as you guys said, they did grow into the game. They got better. They forced Liverpool more on the back foot. But it just wasn't to be today, unfortunately, for them. And I'm sure they're going to be disappointed, but try and take some positives if they can. It's interesting, Margaret Silver there, as Nadam says, like, they were just too emotional going into this game. We talked about the gravity of this game when you look at Fulham's history. It, there just didn't seem to be a way of managing. I think they were too worried for too long about what was going to happen at, at that end behind them and not what was what they were going to do with the ball and how they were going to uh, get behind this Liverpool side and get themselves back in the game. And they got a right kick in the teeth when, when their very experienced goalkeeper basically throws one in. It's, yep. it's, it's, I'm not being harsh, it's, it's an easy save. So then you do have to make a decision, you have to be more positive and you can't then worry about leaving a bit of space behind you because all of a sudden you're chasing uh, two goals and they just, as we've all said, they, they left it until that late goal to start really putting Liverpool under pressure. I, it, up until that point, it was a very, very uh, comfortable evening for the away team. Liverpool didn't even have to be that good, did they? Say? No, no, they didn't. I'm glad. I'm glad that the manager came out and was talking about that emotion, because it really is true. You you have to be able to harness it in the right direction, and you saw the last 15 minutes of the game. They brought emotion into it, but they used the emotion to put Liverpool under pressure. Unfortunately, the emotion they used to start sort of froze them right 
really did freeze them and it just made it too easy for Liverpool and actually you could be critical if you're Klopp of, of, well he was because they should have killed this game off and the fact that they had to spend the last 15 just a little bit on the toes which they shouldn't have had to uh, he'll, 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 be, he'll be addressing that but for Fulham it really is a, a, an opportunity that they will be so disappointed you know when you lose a game like this you want to come off Knowing that you gave everything and it just wasn't to be, yeah. they won't be. They'll be feeling the opposite. Well, well, they've got. You know, it's not that it was going to be easy, but when you look at this opportunity from a, you know, relatively experienced Fulham side, particularly going forward in the forward areas, and then you look at the weak points of Liverpool or the weaker points, you've got Joe Gomez playing out of position at left back. You've got Van Dijk in there as the only experienced player in, that, in, in the correct position. The other two are youngsters, Consa and Connor Bradley, and that's a lot. And these lads did did, did well, but and the goalie, a, and the, the goalie who does play in, in in the Carabao Cup. But that's not to say that these boys didn't play well and have played well. And, and Klopp mentioned that to, to Nedim in his interview. It's just the fact when you're in the opposition, you try and find any weak point you can. Right. Right. We need to get at the youngsters. We need to we need to isolate him. Fulham are not in the business of feeling sorry for these young players coming in and making mistakes. And they had to utilise that fact and pressurise them. And they didn't. Particularly on that left side. We talked about it before the game. Yeah. You know, they have... They have Anthony Robinson, they had Tom Kearney who's been excellent the last two or three months and they had Willian against these two inexperienced kids and particularly the right back and they really didn't take advantage of it and that's one of the reasons why they're not going to the final. Uh, no, Liverpool of course going to the final where they take on Chelsea, Nadam and Liverpool will more than fancy their chances. Oh yes they will, I think they've obviously got positive memories of playing against Chelsea at Wembley in the la uh, two seasons ago in the League Cup and the FA Cup and obviously no goals were scored within 90 minutes but they did manage to lift two trophies so I think they'll like the matchup. I think interestingly earlier in the season the two did play and it was a very very good game so for me if I get a chance to go I'm just rooting for goals, rooting to see the ball finally hit the net in this uh, tie between those two sides but Liverpool fancy themselves against anyone and I think as the guys were saying this version of Liverpool is not the best version of Liverpool. If the whole squad was available, this wouldn't be the starting eleven that you see. But maybe in a month's time, it perhaps will be. So going there with the positive memories that they have, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to potentially lifting another trophy. Uh, I mean, Kelleher will play in the final. The goalkeeper. I hope not. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll talk about that closer no, to the time. I'm, I'm going to move on. We've got a lot going on. Have we? we discussed who's going to be the goalkeeper. It's not been a big deal, but I'm saying, no, but my point being is that he'll play in the final, I, don't, right. I would imagine, yeah. and the other 10 yeah. will be the big guns. Good. Is that, we're not discussing that? No. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nadine. Go to bed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, no dreams. problem. No they normally make me discuss games in this programme <laughs> that are like a month ahead. February the 25th will be the final where we'll be discussing who will start a goal for Liverpool. Liverpool. Kill her, I've just told you. <laughs> Liverpool go into that clash uh, as favourites. Um, our attention on ESPN Plus will switch from the Carabao Cup to the FA Cup over the next few days. All these games live for you, including Bournemouth against Swansea. Great couple of games to be on Friday. Chelsea Villa, Spurs against City on Saturday, Fulham Newcastle Sunday, Liverpool against Norwich and it's Newport County against Manchester United. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. 
Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bayern Munich closed the gap on Bayern Leverkusen to four points at the top of the table after a 1-0 victory over Union Berlin. One of the big talking points from the game was Union Berlin's coach getting sent off for shoving Leroy Sané in the face. After the game, Artur Inter caught up with the coach and Union Berlin's Robin Goosens. There are two key moments I have to discuss. Firstly, the, the moment where it looked like your team could have been given a penalty. How did you see that? Yeah, so the situation, I saw many penalties given uh, like this one, but it's okay, the decision of referee, I must accept it. And uh, we thought we thought it's penalty situation for us, <laughs> referee thinks it's not, uh, we must respect it. What happened from your perspective with Leroy Sene? Because we saw you push him in the face. Yeah, I, I tried to, in my zone, in my coaching zone, I tried to take the ball and to give him the ball and he pushed me. Uh, he was provocating me and then I react I, like I don't have to react. I, I wanted to push him from me and uh, then came uh, the, the fourth uh, referee and, um, and the main referee to show me the red card. Have you spoken to to Leroy Sane after this or do you feel that you don't need to? No, why I don't? That's emotions in football. You see many emotions on the pitch, uh, out of the pitch. Um, that was a wrong emotion in this in this case. Uh, I made mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for this mistake. Uh, but um, as I said, uh, if I can change it now, I would not do it. But uh, that's football. I must accept it and uh, to try to not, not repeat this type of mistakes. We saw a very angry and animated reaction from the bench mm -hmm. and that included the coach and then I'd be Elitza pushing Leroy Sane in the face. Is that how you saw it? Because I believe that he thinks that he was pushed first. Honestly, I, I was on the bench, but I was uh, discussing with my teammates about the penalty. Um, so I didn't, uh, I didn't saw how it started. I only saw after that uh, they had a big discussion. So I went there to, uh, uh, because I also know Leroy uh, and I also know know my coach. So I want uh, wanted to uh, defend both of them. Um, so I don't know what happened before. Um, uh, if if he touched him in the face, uh, you know for sure that is not correct. Uh, I don't know what uh, what happened before, so I don't want to say uh, nothing uh, because I don't understand the whole situation. Was that the first time you've ever had to calm down a coach in your career? Usually it's the other way around. I yeah, saw you going. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I, I, I also in Italy had uh, some, some coaches that were, uh, they were living the game. <laughs> and uh, these are the emotions. Uh, and this is part of the game. Of course, uh, a, a trainer, but also we players has, have to control our emotions um, because we are playing. And we are also role models for, for, for other people. Um, everybody is watching us. So we have to control the emotions. But sometimes... Uh, uh, yeah, it's also part of the game that you cannot do it, but um, yeah, uh, it's part of the game. 
So what that means is that Bayern Munich have closed the gap on Bayer Leverkusen to four points. For more on this, here's Kay and Ali. So there you have it. Bayern Munich got what they needed, a 1-0 win. And wait. Three points is what they needed. I'm not too sure a 1-0 win is what they would have wanted it to be, given that a response was expected from them today, Ali. So what's your assessment of what we did see? Ah, Bayern Munich are terrible. Honestly. Look, you're looking at this group and thinking there's going to be certainly a reaction and a rebound performance given what happened on the weekend against Werder Bremen and in the context of what Bayer Leverkusen have been doing. And you're at home and you're thinking, all right, here we go. A lot of energy is going to be a dominant performance. You're going to see the very best of Bayern Munich because the game demands it and because the situation that they're in demands it. And the first 45 minutes, you just kind of go, oh, it's just no life here. There, there is nothing exciting about this team. Certainly it wasn't in the first 45 minutes. Then you, you have to imagine that Thomas Tuchel would have gone into the locker rooms and, and at the very least get the attention of the players. First few minutes of the second half, they're alive all of a sudden. And you start seeing players around the ball and pressing higher up the field and runs of Harry Kane. And you see balls being played directly into Harry Kane, bypassing lines of pressure and actually turning Union Berlin around. They get a goal out of it from Rafael Guerrero, who I think was a highlight today from the perspective of Bayern Munich. And then that's it. The first 10 minutes of the second half, and that's it. Game, set, match, they went back to what they were in the first half. Bayern Munich right now cannot sustain a level of play for a period of time that is actually worth talking about. Bayern Munich just are not the team that we think they should be, whether it's a player, whether it's Thomas Suchel, whether it's a combination of, the, of both. Right now, this is a team that is underwhelming and disappointing. And they've got to get it together because obviously they face Leverkusen on February 10th. Mm. There were big moments in this game. One of them being Nenad Bielica getting sent off for pushing Leroy Zane in the face. It does look as though there could be a lengthy banner head. Uh, and, and there should be. Uh, in my opinion, managers should be held to an even higher standard than players on the field. And certainly what cannot happen, and it's a no-no, it's unacceptable. If you're a manager, you cannot touch a player. And you certainly cannot put your hand in the face of the player, which is exactly what Bielica did. Not once, but twice. So guess what? He gone, and he's going to be gone for a long time. I believe this is going to be multiple games for Bielica, and rightfully so. The standards, again, for managers are different than players. And to be honest, if a player gets suspended for three games, if indeed that's considered to be violent conduct, it's going to be more for Bielica, and it should be. And now it's four points difference. Bayer Leverkusen on top of the table. Bayern Munich behind them. Bayer Leverkusen are making sure they're covering all angles, though. They're obviously missing players on international duty, but one of the big misses is Victor Boniface, who got injured on international duty. And so what have they done? They brought Borja Iglesias in. And Borja Iglesias, let's not get crazy, because he hasn't been great for Real Betis. Only one goal and no assists. He hasn't had the season that... A lot of people were expecting, but Borja Iglesias at one point was a borderline national team player for Spain, and some argue that he should have been at the World Cup. So when he is at his best, he is a piece that I think Xavi Alonso can utilize. What's important for Borja Iglesias is a change of scenery and looking for confidence, and perhaps Xavi Alonso is the one that can provide that. However, again, let's not get crazy. This is a good piece to have, but it's not going to be the reason as to why Bayer Leverkusen end up winning the title, if indeed they do so. So both Leverkusen and Bayern will be back. 
back in action this weekend. Games that you'll be able to see on ESPN+. Plus. That's for Leverkusen. They take on Borussia Mönchengladbach. And Bayern have a tricky test. It's always a little bit tricky to go to Augsburg and get a result. But they are going to have to if they want to arrive on February the 10th in good shape. I'll send it back to you guys. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Uh, just a reminder, the latest edition of the Gavin Jules podcast will be available on Thursday. Plenty uh, for them to react to. Be sure uh, to check it out. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. You know the African Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup. You know what I've noticed about it? What's that? Did they ever fill the stadiums out? Uh, well, it depends who's playing, isn't it? There you are. There's empty stadiums all over the show. Okay, I'm going to get extra time. You Don't do worry. that. I will do. That can it do. Thank you very much. Extra time is next. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Just Stephen Craig with us today. Yeah, yeah, well, everybody else has done a runner. <laughs> Everyone else has gone home. Trust me. It's been quite the day. Uh, Stevie, oh, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> I do. I live you for say it. I've got I, a lot of questions. I'm going to come over and I'm going to punch you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that HR can, they can, they can phone in, they can listen. Why am I getting punched now? People don't know what kind of day it's been. Uh, Stevie's on holiday from tomorrow. Yeah. It's exciting before you go, Stevie. Plenty of lot, lots of questions here. You talk about a shambles. You wait till he goes to uh, TV's holiday. This has been. He's going to Disney. Oh, I, I know. Which the, the organisation has been quite something, hasn't it? Yeah. How, how long has it been in the? You know, like when people plan for like a World Cup. <laughs> yes. And this yeah. African Cup. All these competitions. Yes. They're, they're years in the generational. Making. <laughs> how long has this been in the making? I mean, it's quite some time. It has been. It'll be, you'll have a lovely it's time. Not finished yet. Either. Uh, Stevie. No, it's on the plane. Sorry. Stevie, oh, over and under one and a half trophies for Liverpool this season. What are you going for? Oof. Carabao Cup, we can say, is a really good chance. Yeah. I don't like these kind of questions. Okay, well, you've got to answer it. Because you don't know. It's like, I'll give you an example, right? Okay. So, a couple of the coaches are hard. from Disney next week. <laughs> a couple of the coaches are hard, right? You know, we're, we're like, we had about 12 games left. and What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just going to tell you why I hate do answering a question like this. Right. Well, I'll give you so, the answer. So, what? Right. so, one of my coaches at the Redway, 12 games left. Yes. We were hovering around the playoff spots. And he came to me and he went, he says, I've looked at all the games we've got left. 
and I've kind of figured out, you know, where we'll take points. And he said, so we sh I think we'll be all right. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? He'd no idea. Okay, this is, it's just he might a, not win another game. It's just a question, Stevie. I, I would suggest yeah, but I like, seriously. I like to answer questions, but very seriously. Well, I would suggest that there's more chance of looking to Liverpool's fortunes than your New England Revolution. <laughs> so what but the point is, right, so it's impossible to look at the look at this this whole thing and go, oh yeah, we're going to win that. I don't think we'll win that. I don't think we'll win that. It's just a nice question to get things started. I think I'll go with I'll go with the one and a half trophies. You can't, you can't, can't choose the line. That's the whole point of the line. Are they going to win the two? Two, right. which will be? Oh. Uh, two of the cup competitions. Carabao Cup and Europa League? Yes. Okay, all right, we've got goodness. I mean, I'm pulling teeth. What was this explaining to Stevie, have you ever challenged an opposing manager to a fight because you felt the opposing manager did something egregious to one of your players on the pitch? No. No. Have you been in a fight? Not really, no. no I can't imagine you. No. Oh, there's, there's, there's a certain etiquette of, of being the head coach. And part of that is not picking fights with the opposition coaches right. or players. you got to... You know, you so, can't so if, if, you're, if you're in the dugout today as Thomas Tuchel, you wouldn't step in because obviously the Union Berlin manager shoved one of your players? No, I would step in. Right. Yeah. I see. Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily fight him. I wouldn't necessarily fight him, but I'd certainly remove him from, from a player. Right. Because you're defending your man. Because you're defending choice your Scottish man. Language. You see, that's acceptable. Right. Shoving your hand in the opposition face is like... You, just, this, you, you can't expect people... When you tell people to be disciplined and do this and don't do that, and then you go and do it yourself, yeah. well, you can't expect anybody to follow you. Which of these managers, Craig, is doing the worst compared to the team that they have? Ten Hag, Pochettino, Tuchel, or Xavi? Ooh. Oh, but I, I wouldn't say uh, not Tuchel. Oh yeah? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they well, they I'm could win in that way. What, right or left? They could still win the league right in the Champions right. League. Right. They're out the poker. Uh, who's doing the worst with the team we've got? It's a toss-up between. Has to be a toss-up between Pochettino and Ten Hag, doesn't it? Not Xavi, defending champions, come in and put in the season they have. I could think that Pochettino was handed a lot of rubbish. The team was rubbish when he was given it. Hey, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, All right, Chavi then. <laughs> I don't know. And what would you go, Stevie? I think I would go Chavi, aye. Chavi, Tuchel. Chavi, Tuchel. Ten Hag, Pochettino. Ah, yeah. There we go. Pochettino the best? Of the, of the, of the worst. Bayern have to sack Tuchel at the end of the season and activate Chavi's clause to bring him in as the manager of the future. What? Do you think that's something? Bring Chavi to Bayern Munich? Chavi uh, Alonso. Chabi Alonso. Uh, well, you have to wait and see what the end of the season holds for Thomas Tuchel. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, if Leverkusen win the league, that's not going to look good on the manager. Particularly after the, he did bring in the best defender in Italy last year, in Kim, and a record signing in Harry Kane. Now, there's other positions he's not happy with, but that's part and parcel. You can't have it all. So if they want to win the first 
the league and the first time in well over a decade, and the Champions League goes badly for them, we know what that board are like. Yeah. So that's not out with the realms of possibility. Would it be weird if you're Xabi Alonso to go from Bayer Leverkusen to Bayern Munich? Um, I'd, I would suggest that if that was the case, if there was other options, he would take them first. Right. But all the talk about Madrid, there was maybe a pie in yeah. the sky, because that's, yes. that's a big step. Not that Bayern Munich's not, but that's, Madrid's an even bigger step. It's gone away now, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because yeah, exactly. Ancelotti signed a new club. When you look at big clubs that might be looking for, he's not going to go to Barcelona. Because of his because of his loyalty to Real Madrid. Loyalty, you say? Well, loyalty. As former Madrid. I man. think there's more chance of him staying in Germany because we've seen numerous players being poached by Bayern Munich. Yeah. Right? They go around over the years and they pick pickpocket all the best. Mm -hmm. And managers are no different. Yeah. If they think he's going to be better than Tuchel, yeah. and Tuchel doesn't produce. We saw that with didn't we? Yeah. He'll be out. If he if he loses the league and the Champions League run is poor, he'll probably be out. Stevie, what is uh, your favourite moment from a final that you played in? Oh, final whistle. <laughs> <laughs> the final whistle was always the best moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which yeah. was the best final whistle? Um, all the cup finals. Cup, cup finals are always the best when you win. Yep. You know, it's, listen. Which was the best the, one? The, which is, there isn't a the best one. They're all, they're all, they're all have a, you have the exact same thought and feeling as soon as that whistle goes in right. every single one of them. Even the Sunderland final? I'll take that back. You're, <laughs> You're actually correct. All the other ones, yes. The yeah. Sunderland final not wasn't the same. It didn't it didn't help that the game was an absolute cakewalk. Yeah. You know, you always hear the managers talking about sometimes it's, you know, when you're up against it and you come through it, you feel better. It's actually true, but because that game, I never, I never believed I can, I can believe, I think and say this about the FA Cup final. It was so disappointing. Just the whole thing, right. even though we won it. Yeah. It was so easy. Sunderland, with all due respect, were awful. We weren't particularly great. Um, yeah, it's strange I should say that about an FA Cup final, but but all the other ones, all the other finals, yeah. As soon as that whistle goes, it's fantastic. Uh, Craig, read that Chicharito is returning back to his boyhood club of Chivas. Mm -hmm. At the end of your career, did you ever have the opportunity to play for your boy? What, Cumberland Juniors? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <back to Cumberland. laughs> Look that up. Cumberland Juniors. Cumberland Juniors. Oh. Were you ever tempted to go back to Air United? Do you know what? It never crossed my mind. I wish I'd thought of it. Really? I would have thought if I'd if I'd thought about it, I would have tried to make it happen. Really? Oh, yeah. he goes back as the prodigal son. <laughs> the man, oh, the man that hates the athletic club players waving at the fans today. Yeah. I just think it'd be nice to play your last game at the club that you played your first game at. Oh, that's not nice. It's a full circle. Yeah, but. Unfortunately, I was about 50 before I thought of it. Oh. <laughs> so it wasn't happening. Were you really not happy with the athletic players today? That seems strange. I, I'm, I'm giving the ground. I've softened now. Oh, I but see. I'm, well, it's only but as soon as it I, 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 how many times have I told you this? I've always got Ronnie Moran in my head. Oh. And I can't help it. Well, how's and Ronnie Moran in your head? If we were to do that, if we were to do that, and we come in, Ronnie would be going, well, we get a trophy today or what? It's only a quarter final. We haven't won anything yet. But having 
a bit of time yes. to soften and think about it. Right. Yes, it's it's a big night for them and their fans. So you got your. So boot. yes, I've I've changed my stance on it. Okay. It's just it's just the initial thought in my head is hold on, it's only the quarter final. I see you got the fancy new glasses. He's had them a while. Because right? even hibernate. Yeah, yeah, he's had them a while. Has not told you how much they cost? Yeah, because when I turn around, <laughs> I'm not going to mention the name. Yes. When I turn around, the fancy names on the side. I know. Glasses. I know. I'm surprised went, he went oh, fancy. He's been uh, splashing out. I know. It's quite something. It wasn't intentional. Uh, what TV shows or films are you binge watching at the moment? Oh, YouTube. Just YouTube. Just yes. YouTube. Yes. Any of them. A complete and utter mix of every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Government stuff. Golf. <laughs> Football. You mean politics? Politics. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Anything. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Craig? Wow. Uh, can I mention them? I'm not going to mention them. Why not? I, I, they, they, you can mention them. Uh, just some... Uh, Stop. Well, <laughs> no, I've been watching the uh, short... You know this, short yes. dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things we like. Drama series, like six episodes. Six episodes. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. Done. Yep. So I've just finished one called Payback with Pete Mullen. There you go. The guy that was in Ozarks, Scottish guy. Yeah. But another couple to start that. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, I just watch everything on Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, it. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a lovely holiday, Stevie. Thank you. I wish we could stick a GoPro on your head. Oh, <laughs> it would be yeah. brilliant. Hasn't it been an enjoyable last day? <laughs> yeah. Have you enjoyed oh, the last it's day? It's been wonderful. There you go. Good. Now you can go and walk the dog. Uh, ESPN FC will be back uh, tomorrow. No, Stevie is on holiday. Craig's got another day off. Uh, but I'll be here, don't worry, as we reflect, I imagine, a lot more on that defeat for Barcelona.